1: What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. You're listening to B. Mitchell Finley. We talk about football, and damn, what a day of football yesterday was. Good morning, yep. Brian. What up, brother?
2: I'm good. How you doing?
1: Uh, I'm good, man. I um, I was at that Ravens game. You know, I, I think you got to start w- where this thing belongs. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's a champion for a reason.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're damn good. I think when you watch the game yesterday, you can tell the team that has been there more often because they played a relatively under control game and the Ravens did a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. Uh they did things I didn't they hadn't done all year. And I think when you look at it from the beginning of that game, when Mahomes and Kelsey started to throw Justin. Uh, stuff I mean, that, that first, yeah, when they were throwing his helmet. When they were throwing his helmet away, moving his stuff from right That right there got into their heads because they, listen to me, I remember when I was in Philly and we would go to people's uh, stadiums and we went right to their logo and we brought the whole team up right on their logo. And it was an intimidation type factor. They went in there yesterday and they said, you know what? We're going to go in here and bully the bullies. And I think they did that throughout the whole football game. Because you saw who getting the penalties. Who were doing the stupid things. Ravens the finished Ravens.
1: just from a sloppiness standpoint. Yeah. They finished with eight penalties for 95 yards and another three turnovers.
2: And they all and all of those penalties happened at times when they were very costly to them.
1: Sure. I mean, Lamar's triple coverage INT was terrible. Zay Flowers fumbling at the goal line, terrible. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was after Zay Flowers got a taunting got a penalty. penalty. Yeah. Um, the Ravens offense was just... Bad all day. They barely ran the ball. I mean, the team that ran the ball down people's throats all year in the first half finished with their running backs only had five carries. It for the game, their running backs finished with with six carries. They just yeah. didn't get the ball to those guys. And this wasn't like a game script thing. Like they were down three scores and and had to chase it. Mm-hmm. Like you were, you were down you were down a score most of that game. It was. It was, you know, I mean, it didn't get to. It was they were down ten at halftime. It's a two score game the whole second half. You can still run the ball. Yeah, uh, it, they're they, yes, man. They, they were totally discombobulated. I think you got to credit the Chiefs a lot for it. Yeah, they didn't have success in the run game, and I think they just got away from
2: it. Yeah, I think you you look at that game right there, and I I'm watching the the Chiefs offensive line. They were manhandling the Ravens linebacker. Sure. I think the I didn't opening... expect that at all. And once you saw it, you saw the linemen getting a little chip, a little chippy. They started to chirp a little bit and it, they were blocking them all the way through the damn whistle.
1: The opening possessions in this game. So, I, that place, I mean credit to Ravens fans. It was electric in mm-hmm. there. When when I got to be down on the field for the intros and stuff, when Lamar came out, when Mark Andrews came out working his way back from injury, um, I hustled back upstairs just to be in my seat for kickoff. So I wasn't there. I wasn't on field level when Ray and Ed came out. I can only imagine what that was like. <laughs> um, but, dude, when they came out and went three and out immediately, and then KC came out and had a 10-play, 81-yard drive for that touchdown. What, like eight minutes or something like that? Who do you think the best linebacker of all time?
2: Ray and Mike.
1: Singletary. Okay. And even the best safety that would be in this situation, like Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott, sure. Nobody on earth was stopping that first touchdown.
2: And back to the shoulder throw? There's no, nobody on no. earth. Hell, the way Kelsey, he almost missed the ball <laughs> because the ball came at a point where either he's catching it or nobody's catching
1: it. And sometimes it, nobody's catching it. Like it was going to bounce or go out of bounds. Like it was never a dangerous pass. And it shows you, like, the intuition, the intuitive way those two could play together. Yeah, You know what I mean? There was a play late in the fourth quarter, or maybe it was the third quarter, where they it was a big third down, where the Chiefs were trying to run the clock out, and it was almost interesting, because it was clearly a choice route for Kelsey. He broke inside, Pat threw it outside, and it's like, oh, every once in a while, they don't connect. Yeah, But that first quarter, not only back shoulder, but like low and back yeah. shoulder, nobody on earth
2: stopping that. That pass had, because Kyle Hamilton is covering him. Who's you put it? You put it who's up, an all first team all pro. Yeah, safety. you put it up anywhere, he probably will bat it down. But you had to throw that ball low in the way, and he did that. I think. Listen, man, when you get to this level, it comes a lot down to the experience as well, because you saw in so, certain situations nothing bothered Pat, but things bothered the whole Ravens, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, and and listen, man. Uh, John normally has a group that runs. They they play hard and they normally play under control. They're not. They don't do a lot of stupid stuff. Yesterday they did a lot of stupid stuff, and that 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 that, that kind of confused me a little bit. I didn't expect that, and, and you know, I was shocked by them playing like that. Some Ravens fans really wanted to blame the refs. Eight
1: penalties for ninety-five yards compared to three for thirty on the Chiefs. I get it if you want to say
2: that was one-sided. It, like, it's one side because but they you were did obvious. It. <laughs> you know, you 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 gave a left hook to the quarterback in his face. They're calling that every time. You 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 fire off on somebody, and like you, he wasn't trying to jump offside. He was trying to knock that dude on his ass, and he did just that. Right, and, and everybody's like, "Oh, Raquan he's so Smith. smart.
1: That was so smart." No, you give him fifteen smart? yards in a field possession game.
2: You you don't give Pat Mahomes four more downs. How is that smart? Zay Flowers <laughs> makes no sense. Zay
1: Flowers makes a couple big plays in that game, yeah. right? You absolutely taunted that dude,
2: and it was stupid. Yeah, I, at, I do at the point cr- you push them down, then you want to flex, dude. Get back to the your, your quarterback was trying to get you back into the other. Speed it up. Why are you over there doing that? I, I saw a lot of individualism happening with the Ravens yesterday, and I, I did dude, not expect that at all. When they got to, so I think if you
1: look at if you look at the drive chart, so three and out for Baltimore, KC goes 10 plays, touchdown, right? I mean, they got that ball deep. They they started that drive at their own 14. Mm -hmm. Now, the Ravens responded on their next possession. It didn't seem like Real kind of Ravens football. It was kind of clunky. There was a penalty in there. But then Lamar makes some magic happen. Zay Flowers, to his credit, smart enough to recognize that the safety's on the other side. Throws the hand up. Throw it to me deep. Bang. Touchdown. Mm -hmm. It didn't. It wasn't like necessarily a sustainable style to win this game. But whatever. The score's Mm -hmm. tied. Yo, next play. uh, Next drive for Kansas City. 16 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Now it's 14-7.
2: to Then the Ravens have the fumble. See, that's that right there, 16 plays. What you're now doing is making the defense second-guess themselves. Listen, how many times does anybody go 16 plays on the Ravens? They're they're normally going to make a play. They're going to get to your quarterback. They're going to have a a tackle for a loss. They're going to get their hands on the ball. They didn't. And when you have to be as a defense on the field, 16-play drive, <laughs> seventy something yards, that is – you are now – look, you want to go to the sideline and you hope your offense is going to give you a 16-play drive because you're tired as hell. You know, the Ravens
1: didn't have a 10-play drive mm-hmm. until 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they didn't string anything together. I mean, their offense was broken. I don't think Lamar was good. I don't think the play calling was good. I think the KC front dominated. I think that
2: whole game plan was awful offensively because you led the league in rushing. You were dominant rushing the ball. And then you come here and you decide you're not going to run the football. Doesn't make much sense to me.
1: Totally. But they also couldn't run the ball, and so maybe they just tried to change it. But whatever happened at halftime of that g- halftime, I, this stat was so astounding to me. Lamar had 12 pass attempts, and their running backs had touched the ball five times. <laughs> now, it, I'm not—that's not all of their carries because Lamar scrambles and had some carries. Um, they—they they ran a—they ran a jet with Zay Flowers. Like they—they they tried some other stuff on the ground, mm-hmm. but like they call it the Gus bus. <laughs> like <laughs> it, you need, and I think. I really think the, the the Chiefs D line and their linebackers I thought were really good Chris in that Jones,
2: game. I'm gonna say it now is the best defensive lineman in football right now. I, I think he has surpassed
1: Aaron Donald this season anyway. He's a grown man. Big old contract year <laughs> waiting for that waiting for that big deal. He is a grown man, dog. Um I thought Kyle Hamilton played well, Roquan Smith was everywhere, but that that Ravens defense that is so celebrated just got They really got pushed around early on in this thing, and and maybe they weren't expecting something Kansas City did, but Patrick, like... Pat Mahomes. Lamar is the MVP undoubtedly, right? But I've said this before. You remember when MJ was just being MJ, and some years it was like, man, to hell with that. We're voting for somebody else. And Charles Barkley wins one, Carl Malone wins one. Those guys are great, but Mahomes, when it mattered, 10 for 10 in the first quarter, had one incompletion in the first half, no turnovers. If you really want to boil down a 17-10 to 10 AFC title game, Ravens turned it over three times, Chiefs zero. You
2: lose the game right there. But Mahomes my, is the dude. Mahomes, listen, bro, I know I've seen people talk, like when he was coming out of college, he was the 10th pick in the draft. Why? Because many people say he was so unconventional. Uh, he didn't do anything on schedule and this, that, and the other. Let me tell you one thing. When you find somebody special, let them do what they do. He doesn't throw it the same way. He he could throw it every angle, you know. But he always seems to have the ball somewhere where his players can catch it. And you have to give him his credit because yesterday, the dude took some hits. The one thing I thought his legs were messed up. You saw Yo, that one play. It looked like and when he Johnny still lo- almost with, came out of it. It looks like the the Karate Kid, the original joint
1: when he tried <laughs> to take out his leg. I was bent in, and he not only like got he up, almost
2: came out of that it. It was unbelievable. Cause he when he spent the round, his knee never touched the ground, and he still almost came out of it. So it just it, listen, man. At these moments, you cannot make mistakes. It's remarkable too that Harb like
1: the whole second half. Every drive, it seemed like every player for Baltimore was trying to score ten points on one snap. Yeah, like defensively. Like, did you notice? It was deep shot after deep shot yeah. after deep
2: shot. They just weren't connecting. When you, when you get home, when you're in, when you're when you're in the game, they were you're, just pressing. When your favorite or at home, or favorite and at home, and all of a sudden that clock starts ticking down, the pressure goes onto your side, and yeah, look at it, Kansas City, where the road trip, the road team, wasn't favorite, but they have guys who have all that experience. Down the stretch, they were playing like they were so calm, cool, and collected. The Ravens were playing like, oh, man, we're we going to lose this game. You know what I'm saying? And you could see it in their play. So, listen, man, experience is vital. But Harbaugh has that experience. I mean, they've had a Super Bowl run. Yeah, I understand they had a Super Bowl run, but this, this team has been four and five years. Sure. This team has the people that like out there this the this current batch
1: of Ravens don't have that experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: I'm talking about the players on the field, and it seemed to me that the coaches didn't act like they had the damn experience because they didn't get them under control. You watched the game, and you could see their team was not under control at all. Totally. It seemed like everybody was was pressing. Um, Van Noy. Van Noy has experience out the game. He got the penalty when he ran up and hit the head, the head bump. Dude, some things you can't do. Right in front of the ref?
1: Yeah. It was a little ticky-tacky, but you can't do it in front of the ref. Yeah. All right. So, it, you can break this Ravens thing down a million different ways. KC was just better. Yeah. They were just better. They they were better when they needed to be. They protected the football. Mahomes, I was listening to an interview afterwards, and just the scene of everything there was so cool. I mean, the place was electric. Serious credit to those Ravens fans. Um, for like the second quarter, I actually went up to uh, my buddy Sweet oh, Jason Pa. Let me come hang out at. Uh, I want to say it was Dinanet was his company. You know what? I timed it. Me, they had crab cakes, lasagna, uh, shrimp cocktail, and at halftime the dessert cart goes around. <laughs> so I did all right. Um, but. Just being in the stands, because you know how the suite, it's like a suite, but then it's open seats down below. Mm -hmm. That place was, the fans deserve a ton of credit. That joint rocked. Um, And then the scene after. (laughs) Well, How about this? So this happens frequently, and I'm not sure that all fans kind of understand this, but a lot of times, especially at a game of that magnitude, there's just not space for everybody that teams travel with. This happens in regular season games. I mean, B, how many times you generally tend to find a suite, but a lot of times like the the visiting teams, front office, media relations, all those folks, everybody just ends up in the press box, just how it goes. So some of the Chiefs' front office was sitting in front of me in the press box, and they were very cool. They kept their wits about them throughout the game. They weren't really cheering or anything. And then when Mahomes hits – Valdez-Scantling for that deep shot mm-hmm. to ice the game. And what a call. What a throw. How much trust does Mahomes show in MBS who's had big drops and yeah. big moments? Um, at that moment, it's like six dudes all suited up, wearing their Chiefs stuff. They all just stand up, high five,
2: and there's one who goes, let's get the bleep out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, uh, we we got time free at one thirty. Andy Andy okay. coming today? We, we may have him today
1: at 1.30. Hell yeah. Listen, I want to be clear about this. Whenever Andy Reid can come on the program, we are open. Yeah, I love the governor. Maryland Governor Westmore sure was enjoying himself yesterday. We all saw the videos. But, Governor, if Andy Reid calls and we got you scheduled this week, we got to make a move. Um, I thought the scene post-game was just – that Ravens locker room was gutted, gutted. Um, I was really impressed by Zay Flowers, a young man that— He
2: stood there. You know, he stood at me, and he faced it. And you yeah. know what? That's the best thing to do. Yeah. You try to run away from it, it will follow you. will oh, yeah. chase it down.
1: Odell Beckham gave, like, a really interesting press conference answer. I mean— oh, I saw something his dad tweeted this morning. I'm like, dude, please. Beckham was as calm and professional as his dad was not. <laughs> um, and he talked about how much he loved it there and how these guys would get past it. That Ravens locker room is an impressive bunch of men. Um, But then the Chiefs, because they had to go out and do the trophy presentation. The Chiefs didn't get inside for like 45 minutes because they're enjoying themselves, Mm -hmm. understandably. And I don't want to say his names. I'm standing in the tunnel as guys are coming out, and this one offensive lineman is screaming at the equipment guys, where are the cigars, man? Where are the cigars? (laughs) Y'all are unprepared. And then... Uh, it was just Mahomes, who's done every media obligation. He's probably, there's probably like four buses waiting on Pat to get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's these three little kids with Chiefs jerseys, but not like, clearly they know somebody because they're down there, but it wasn't like Lamar Hunt's grandson. Like, it was just some fans. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he's walking and they're just standing there looking at him. He's like, all right, come on, let's take a picture real quick, real quick. But like, he made time for them in that moment. Yeah. Um The star power, obviously, with Taylor Swift, and and that just ramps everything up a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Travis Kelsey's starting to answer the, oh, he he doesn't have it anymore now that Taylor Swift's in his life. (laughs) Doesn't appear to be a problem. Nah.
2: Hey, Uh, man, you just let them hang around long enough.
1: You're in trouble. Kelsey went 11 for 116 with a touchdown. You know he moved past Jerry Rice for all-time playoff catches?
2: 150-something. That's pretty remarkable, man. Hell, yeah. I mean, well, let's be real. He's in the playoffs every year. So was Jerry, and they've been to five Super Bowls. <laughs> how many did Jerry go to? Uh, Jerry, I don't know. Jerry went to what? Three, four? I mean,
1: Montana won three, and then Steve Young won one. So that's at least that's at least four.
2: Let me see how many times.
1: Now, won. one difference I was thinking is that back then. The top two seeds got buys, whereas yeah, now
2: only one team gets a bye. That's only been the last couple of years. Yeah, and then also back then you had running going on. It's a lot of passing going on now. Sure, sure.
1: Um, he's a three-time Super Bowl champ, mm-hmm. so maybe he wasn't there. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't get there till '85. Won the Niners' first Super Bowl in like '84.
2: When it came to about forty niners at the time.
1: Yeah, I, I think they won one prior to him. Whatever, yeah. man. Um, and anytime you are, I, I say this about Travis Kelsey and about a certain bald co-host of mine, anytime you're in the same statistical category as Jerry Rice, it's pretty damn good. Mm. Uh, there was another football game last night, landfill. Another football game that may impact Washington. We got to talk about it. Before we do, you guys got to check out our friends over at Rudy's Golf and Sports Bar in Kingstown, Alexandria. Whether you're tuning your game up or just looking for some good old-fashioned fun, Rudy's has 74-bay driving range equipped with Top Tracer technology that provides an unmatched experience for pros and novices alike. You want to go out and really work on your game, make sure you've got your 6 and 7 iron dialed in, work on those wedges, they got you. You want to go with Jeff and hit nothing but slices but drink beer and have fun, they got you. Plus, if you want to take the kids, they got two putt-putt courses, great draft beer selection, awesome food, Rudy's is a blast. Go with the boys, go with your family, you'll enjoy it. Check them out, rudysgolf.com or at Rudy's Golf. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25
0: a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: On Instagram. Good song there, Landini. All right. um, Easy to identify the problems in the Chiefs-Ravens game. And then ultimately, I think you can kind of just Look at it and say, Chiefs are champs for a reason, man. Yeah, <laughs> they, There's a reason this is Andy Reid's fourth Super Bowl in five years. Steve Spagnolo, like,
2: whew. Steve is, uh, he, he got it done. I, I was asked questions. People like, who do you think? I said, listen, bro, I would love to see the Ravens go. I said, but it's hard as hell to go against that other team over there because they know what they're doing. I said, if you don't get off on a fast start with them, you're in trouble.
1: And the opposite happened. Well, the opposite happened certainly in California last night. Um, they better learn
2: something about what they're doing in the first half. You Detroit got
1: off to a yeah, hot-ass start. You don't want that to happen with I Kansas talked City. to you at halftime when I
2: was driving over Baltimore, and you're yeah. like,
1: man, these Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah. And
2: then they just gave it all up. They they did um, not make the when, when the other team adjusted, they kept doing what they were doing before. Lions go, go up seven. Uh,
1: Jameson Williams breaks the 42-yard run. Uh, Lines go up 14-0. David Montgomery, strong inside run at the goal line. Um, McCaffrey gets it back in it. Good little drive by the Niners. I mean, if you look at this possession chart, it opens. I mean, Detroit scores in four plays with a 42-yard run. Um, That place is buzzing. Niners get the ball. A, A long drive, but not a lot of yardage. Like, they needed every every down, right? 12 mm-hmm. plays 45 yards then they missed that field goal attempt. Uh a lot of interesting field goal or non-field goal attempts last night. Mm-hmm. Um Detroit gets the ball back, 11 plays 62 yards touchdown. Then McCaffrey, Niners put together a good drive, 8 for 75, McCaffrey b- bursts in from the two. Then it gets interesting, man. Um Detroit has to punt, Purdy throws a pick. The, the last 3 possessions for the Niners Pick, punt, halftime. Yeah. The last three possessions of the half for the Lions, punt, touchdown, field goal. So going into halftime, I, I mean, 24 to 7 up on the Niners,
2: you kind of got to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to win that game. I mean, they listen, then got a little what, what's the coach that got fired in uh LA Chargers? Staley. He got a little staley like last night. I thought – He's a little too overly aggressive. Dude, I thought when they – They lost by three. He didn't go for two field goals. So <laughs> – Just think about that.
1: Second half starts, you can feel the Niners build some momentum on that first drive. Mm-hmm. They go nine plays, 50 yards. Now, they did get stopped. They had to kick a field goal, right? But all of a sudden, you feel that momentum going because they 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 kind of – McCaffrey started going. They kicked a the field goal. Campbell gets the ball back. At this point, now you're up fourteen. Yeah. All right. They go eight plays, forty-two yards. They're at the Niners' twenty-eight, and he goes for it on a fourth and three, I believe. I don't love that, but I don't hate it because you're still up two touchdowns. I understand the mindset. This is how we've gotten here. Like, all right, like I, I, I can, I can comprehend.
2: I can comprehend it if you win the game,
1: but dude. What I I can't comprehend is the one that stands out to me particularly egregious is it's the fourth quarter, and you've given up back-to-back touchdowns. Like, all of a sudden, you are reeling. You've had a fumble. You've had to punt. They have scored on four straight possessions, and you're at the 30, and you go for it again. You're now down three. You kick there, you tie the score. Mm -hmm. You you would tie the score midway through the fourth quarter when you've been doing nothing but hemorrhaging points. Yeah, I get aggression. I get that you don't want to change your your style midstream. I understand all that. But you're now trailing.
2: (laughs) True. You're now trailing in a game you had a 17-point lead in unless he felt I mean I, I don't know what he felt but I'm I, like I guess sometimes coaches think oh man we got to win it now then again you look at the 49ers 49ers made adjustments offensively and defensively in their second half sure they were down 27 to 7 I think it was but they they scored 27 points in the second half 24 7 they were they were 24 7 and in the second half the 49ers outscored them 27 to 7 yeah
1: um Clearly, you know Detroit had some drops. I I thought were tough. I thought, I mean, sometimes things just start going the other way. Like that IU play, like the, yeah. the deep shot. Hard to account for that, yeah, right? Yeah, sometimes yeah. that's just the the universe, man. Um the ball smacked them in the
2: face. Obviously, the, back. The, <laughs> the, the
1: Jameer Gibbs fumble was huge. Um, inopportune time for that, yeah. to say the least. Um. Goff missed some stuff, but when the when the momentum totally shifts there and you're trailing, and, and dude, for the people that are like, oh, maybe he didn't trust his kicker, from 47? Yeah. If you don't trust your kicker from 47, you, you shouldn't be in the NFC title game with that kicker. There you go. It's not 57. <laughs> it, it wasn't pouring rain or windy. Uh, by all accounts, the weather was okay.
2: Yeah, I just... A lot of people get a little bit too overly aggressive at this at, the, at these moments, and sometimes it comes back to bite you.
1: And what's interesting is, I thought, I thought the field goal just before halftime by Campbell was the right move. Right? Like you're going to run out of time here. Take the points, go up three scores into halftime. Mm-hmm. But you could argue, of all the decisions that he had to make about when to kick and when not to kick that that might have been the best time to go for it. Mm-hmm. Because there was no downside. Yeah. If, if you miss that, or if you don't get it, then you're giving the Niners the ball at the three just before halftime. Mm-hmm. They're just going to kneel it out. Or, or maybe you have to run because you can't back up. But, like, there was, there was no counterpunch to that decision. Yeah. I think the right decision was to take the points. But if you're going to play it smart in a couple of spots, like late in the game, when they went for it on fourth down at the goal line, at that point, they still needed three and seven. They needed 10 points. You, you could have saved time there and kicked at the fourth down. They converted it mm-hmm. like the 15-yard line. Like if you're really playing the numbers out, and, and I know that a lot of people get really caught up on playing the numbers out. If I mean, that timeout they burnt when they tried the run play on third down at the goal line late in that game, if they don't use that timeout, they probably don't have to rely on an onside kick. They're able to kick deep, mm-hmm. and, and then use their timeouts. It it seemed. I love Dan Campbell. This Lions team has been so much fun, but some of the decision making just seemed inconsistent. I would say, mm-hmm. and I mean, clearly it bit him in the end. I I do feel for Detroit fans and for I don't. I mean, that's you know everybody's talked about. Detroit can't do this. Detroit can't do that. If you could get like a read on the blood pressure or collective wellness of, of Lion fans at halftime versus the end of that game. Uh, they were ready. At halftime, they were like, we going. Here's what I want to do, because we had an interesting discussion in the text thread last night. Of, of all these games... Two coordinators are, are clearly the, the probably the hottest candidates that are now available. And it's Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson and Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. I want to discuss both and what we saw, what we learned from those guys yesterday. I want to open the phone lines on that topic at 11 a.m. as the commanders really now, I mean, I, I think they could announce a new head coach by the end of the week. Um, it, it's, it's time. Now is when this thing is going to... By Wednesday,
2: right, Landfill? They need to have it done.
1: Landfill says by Wednesday? Yeah. Or else? Here's what I say. The cold Washington winter weather is here. It's been cold as hell. Windy and wet. Is your home's heating system ready to go the distance? Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating experts at Crop Metcalf. Not only can your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit cropmetcalf.com. And remember, Crop Metcalf is the one with five stars. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician. All right. So
2: here's what we're going to do, folks. So be calling number 10 right now to 800-636-1067. Landfill 637, JP. 636-1067 to win two tickets to the University of Maryland basketball, The DMV is home to Maryland basketball, and the Terps need you in College Park. This season, secure your seats to catch the Terps in action before it's too late. 1-800-636-1067. Caller number 10.
1: Landfill, did you set that up? We're giving away Terps tickets now? That sounds like right up your alley. Or is that why you're giving out the wrong phone number so you can keep the (laughs) tickets yourself?
0: That's right, yeah. I'm going to have a lot of things that I want to say. But I'm not going to say them. They, they were very generous to give us tickets to give to the listeners.
1: Uh, maybe I'll go to that game February 6th. <laughs> Landfill is muttering many things under his breath. But for folks that have never been to a Terps basketball game, it's a lot of fun. Like, you're going to enjoy yourself. And you can you can bring kids. Like, it's easy. Um, I know we got to give away some uh, 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 tickets, oh, yeah. too. All right, we'll do that a little later. Um, a lot of dude I was pretty maybe surprised is the wrong word because there's this like the the myth of like national versus local has become that used to really matter and like syndication and everything but in the era of the app where and then like podcasts where everybody can kind of just access everything all the time mm-hmm. like it's just less relevant yeah um like audience size is what matters right like you you know that Jim Rome has a massive audience, right? Like, that's actually national. There are other shows that are on. uh, They're available from coast to coast, but it doesn't really make them matter, right? Um, I was pleasantly surprised, honestly, how many people in Baltimore yesterday said what's up and how much they love the radio program. So we appreciate all you guys. Definitely. Um, Not surprised by a, you know, this is pretty close, like, like proximity, but just we're fairly burgundy and gold heavy. And if you're a big Ravens fan, if you have tickets to that game, you're probably a pretty big Ravens fan. Yeah. Um, But Whatever. People like fun conversation, I suppose. Um, Last night in the text thread, I think we had a lot going on, and I wanted to circle back to a conversation we had. Mm -hmm. Um, B asked the question, what do we think about Ben Johnson making halftime adjustments? I – Listen, they're going to get a lot of interviews done in the next couple of days. I I believe they're going to hire Ben Johnson. Could Ben Johnson go to Seattle? I suppose he could. Mm-hmm. And it, and if that happens, don't cry a river because there's a lot of other good candidates, right? Yeah. But Ben Johnson is the presumed hey. new head coach of the Commanders. I, I believe that. Brian, I believe you believe it. Um, that offense looked unstoppable in the first half. Yep. Are you concerned with that offense's performance in the second half?
2: I'm I, I didn't like their performance, but you would hope that as you move forward, you they have to understand that teams are going to make adjustments. And when you're when you see that, you have to be able to adjust to them. I always tell you the stories about how Coach Gibbs would do stuff. And I guess that's where my mind goes all the time. He was ahead of it so much. And I think in this day and age, we hear we we put genius with everybody's name. The genius is when once they adjust to you, you have something to counter with. I didn't see that counter yesterday. If you're looking at stats,
1: okay. Um, in the first half, Detroit was unstoppable. I mean, they really were unstoppable in the first half. Detroit had 18 first downs. Hmm. 18 first downs in 30 minutes is, is is pretty damn remarkable. They finished the game with 28 first downs. Yeah, they. I'm, I'm trying to find their third down efficiency um, in the first half. It was. It and defensively they were pretty dominant, and per- Birdie had the pick. It wasn't all one-sided. I mean, they had 18 first downs. They controlled possession. They ran the hell out of the football. They had 148 yards rushing in the first half. Mm. Now, 42 of that is the Jamison Williams run. So, just look at their backs. Montgomery and Gibbs had 106 yards rushing in the first half. Mm -hmm. They finished the game with only 180 yards rushing. Yeah. So, they they, they, gave, they ran the ball for 40, less than 40 yards in the second half. Okay. They just got away from everything they did. In the first half, Goff had 145 yards passing. They finished
2: with 260. At 120
1: in the second half. Right. It was – it's a huge combination of factors. But in the text thread, you know, we were all talking about it. Landini, you have a way of of cutting through the BS. That's why you are the BS professional. You are the professor of BS. You're the chief BS officer. And Landville's reply to B's question. B said, is Ben Johnson good at halftime adjustments? I said, fair question. I also think they should have kicked twice this half. I think if you kick those field goals, it changes the momentum and the flow Possibly. of the game. Yeah. Landville said simply... They got their ass kicked in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to expand on that Landini?
0: I mean there's not much more to add than that. They were I was looking at that game at halftime said, "Well, I guess Lions are going to the Super Bowl for the first time ever." And uh they just they just got uh,
1: they just got beat the second half. It's just that simple. Jeffrey, you added in the text thread, the drop balls were major killers. Pause and then tell me <laughs> <laughs> if you think they lacked
2: halftime adjustments. I just think they lacked execution. So I would say they lacked consistency because it's like everything was going their way in the first half. They were running it wherever they wanted to go. They were converting on third and 12 like it was nothing. Uh, and then it's just like the Monstars came and took their powers at halftime. <laughs> and they started dropping the ball. Uh, the fumble was, was a killer. Yeah, they they weren't making the plays that they were making in the beginning. And when you're playing a team <clears throat> like the Niners, you got to capitalize on well, every and, draft. And
1: B, to your point with the Ravens versus the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. I recognize the Niners haven't won one, but the Niners were in the NFC title game last year. They were in the Super Bowl, whatever that was, two years ago, yep. or the 2020 season. Um, they, they haven't won one. There's still a big old monkey on Shanahan's back, yeah. But they know what it takes to get there, and the Lions have no idea. None. And so, in history, I, Jeff, I, I think you might be dead on that this was an execution thing. And I, I think when you combine having a big lead and then perhaps getting a little tight as as it starts to be chipped away, you you have these execution problems. Um, I think defensively, Steve Wilks probably deserves some credit Mm -hmm. for slowing that run game way down in the second half. But here's what I want to do. I want to open the phone lines up. I want to talk about the Lions collapse. And where does Ben Johnson rank in that? Jeff, open those phones up. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Dare I say it, Lions second half collapse